This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. It's the one and only LA, aka the Love Ambassador. And as always, joined on this delightful evening. Always grateful to have a couple of days off on the weekend. The one, the only. Drum roll. Because we're on a budget. Mr. Billy, what's up, man? I love your I love your intros. They never get old. So full of life and energy. You thought that would have been beat out of you by now. <laughs> nah, I kind of figured that if anything, people will just listen to my intro and I'll get a listen. <laughs> you should be an art teacher. That's what I think. Oh, mate, does I tell you? So, speaking of art, what happened was, I've got a quick yarn to tell you. So, I was uh, a very talented uh, musician, uh, pianist and everything like that. But I sucked it up, bro. Like, I couldn't even do stick figures. I was that bad, right? Anyway, the art teacher's away, and we had this bloke called Mr. Collie, who was actually my English teacher, filling in. So he had this famous saying, if something's worth having, it's worth cheating for. <laughs> so I stand there, and I'm like, look, Mr. Collie, uh, can't really do this pretty bad can you just help me dabble some paint on and he goes oh yeah yeah i'm not very good myself <laughs> turns out that mr collie was a professional artist <laughs> and a professional painter before <laughs> he became an english teacher because he got married and he had to you know earn some coin mm. so he proceeds to no shit paint this fucking picasso <laughs> but what picasso style and when he finished i was like well, you having me on, mate? Like this is insane. <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, no, just, uh, just hand it to the art teacher. So I hand it to the art teacher, and she looks at me and she goes, "What the heck is this?" I go, oh, "It's my art. It's my painting." She goes, "Look, uh, I've known you for quite a long time. This is not your painting." I was like, "No, look, this. It is actually my painting, but I'm going to be perfectly honest with you." <laughs> she goes. Mr. Collie did it for you, didn't he? And I was like, yeah, how did you know? She's like... He sold them out so fast, <laughs> So anyway, I go, oh, yeah, what's that? what do you reckon it's worth to you? She goes, well, I can't give you A+, because technically you've cheated. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, he also told me something's worth having is worth cheating for. So she goes, oh, you know what the heck with it? Just just, just take a B+. And I was like, are you serious? A B+. And I was like, yeah. And to that day, it was still the best mark I ever got in art. Wow. I, I don't think I've ever gotten below an A in art. I, I, I thought that was pretty much impossible. I always thought art was like a, just try your best. I thought it was more to have like kids try to be creative than it was to actually, you know, it's not, it's not like you went to a fancy art school, did you? No, I went to a private school. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They probably felt like, you know, considering how much money was being spent, they had to, like, justify <laughs> They had to justify Yeah, that. but, like, for art, like, you either can or can't. I mean, I guess you can. I think anybody can learn art. 
But no, you, it's yeah, like you dancing. Can learn. You're you can not all of it. No, no, no. no I you think you're, you you can. Yes, you can. You ever see Bob Ross? You can learn how to paint like that. But if you want to say you're going to be somebody who is naturally creative and, and such, that's different, right? That's that's a that's a different thing. You can learn. You know, there's people who play classical music, piano, saxophone, whatever. Even when I, I love playing classical saxophone, actually. But there's people who are freaking phenomenal at that. Then you give them like a beat and you say, all right, man, improvise jazz time. And they just don't know what to do. It's because it's two completely different things on piano, bro. No, but even saxophone, same completely way. Different. It's two completely different. Uh, that's art knowledge that's art it's no different yeah yeah it's like you can learn yeah. like you can learn classical music you can do the drills you can you it might take you a lot longer than somebody else who has a lot of skill right of course there's always that gap in talent but if you put in the blood sweat and tears you can be i'm sure great at it but then if you say oh i need you to compose your own music or i need you to improvise a solo or something so people can't do it that's the difference in art i think anybody can learn how to do like particular types of art you can always copy better people who are good at art right you can always learn to copy them but you can never have learn to create to your own yeah of course have you been to the louvre where yeah, yeah. it's just like all these people that just blatantly copyrighted the paintings yeah like they're just sitting there just sitting there just freaking copying the thing and no one's blinking an eyelid so oh, no, like, you're allowed, you're allowed. some official painter no, it's 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 considered. I think how after how many years, depending on how old the painting is, it's it's allowed to be copied. Oh yeah, well, uh, I don't what remember what that's called. 80, 90 years, something isn't something it? Like copy that, yeah. So if you're like going there to draw the Mona Lisa, it's like okay, like make as many fucking copies as you want, dude. Like I just print it out online. Like <laughs> I don't need to buy your your copy unless you're giving me the original. I don't care. <laughs> like, and even then, to be honest. I don't really care about having the original. Like, other than the the monetary value that's attributed to it, I actually am not a huge fan of that painting. I, I'm, it's okay. I don't get the hype. Uh, no. I was a lot... I've got to admit, I was a lot more impressed with the Vatican. Uh, the, mm. the, you know, the... What is the... The Steen Chapel. Chapel. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I was a lot more impressed with that. Um, and and I was actually a lot more impressed with just kind of like the general artwork and tapestry. Um, yeah, yeah. It was. I think the Mona Lisa, like, it's cool, but you kind of see it to say you see it. Exactly. And as always, bro, I like literally stood in front of the Mona Lisa, and I was like, man, I came all the way from freaking Australia to see this. And then the person standing next to me was like, "Where is in Australia from, mate?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, from Melbourne." They're like, "Oh, I'm from Melbourne too." And, Mate, they're about 30 kilometers away from where I lived. Oh, now you guys yeah. go on dates well, and share milkshakes together. That's it, mate. <laughs> Holding hands, you know, singing Kumbaya Lord and all that. Um, so the other thing that I really wanted to ask you about, because uh, I can't for the life of me figure it out. Uh, the old Biden, big, the big man, Joe mm. God, he's come out and basically... <laughs> He's basically come Thanks. out and said, um, students, my understanding is under $120,000 if you earn it per year, they're going to forgive, what, 10 mm -hmm. grand? Ten. Student? 10K. 
Yeah. But the thing that I want to ask you is, can he as a president um, not have to go through uh, Congress and the Senate, and he can just have an, he can just have his own order as president, and then that becomes law, and it's like indefinitely there until I guess some other president comes in and doesn't do it. I mean, how does it actually work? My is, friend, it, is it now I'll actually be honest, in place that that's now happening or does it have to go to Congress? I'll be honest. I always thought this was something that Congress had to decide. So I'm kind of surprised, but it seems like it's moving forward. Um, I'm not really sure how that works. The thing is now, though, it's hard to. It's kind of weird because I don't I always would have thought he didn't have the authority to do something like that. Because usually, like taxation and all that kind of policy, is supposed to you know go through the House and the Senate, and and you know tariffs is one thing, and even then, I think they always complain about it when they throw tariffs on them. They're like, "Oh, that should go through us." So I was a little surprised, but at the same time, it's kind of weird because he did it, and now there's a bunch of people who think they're going to get it. How are you as a like politician, if you're a Democrat who maybe is like on the fence kind of? Because, um, OK, Republicans easily can say no. Right. They'll be like, oh, this is stupid. We're already going through an inflationary crisis and you want to do this. And what about the people who already paid off their their student loans, which is like a spit in the face to them, which it is. And I hate this whole thing that's happening right now. Um, it's absolute dog shit. I think there's multiple reasons he did it. But just to start off your question about is he allowed to do it, it doesn't matter now because he pretty much said he's going to do it. And if you're one of the Democrats who break rank and file to not, you know, to really push back against it, um, you're probably going to lose a lot of support of the party and such, right? I, that's how I feel. I don't know. I think it's a little weird because he kind of seems like he went a little bit AWOL on this one from what it sounds like is a lot of other people are upset about it, even Democrats. Um, but how do you now that the can has been opened, do you as a Democrat really want to be the one who always is trying to say, like, it, it was always something that was floating there, this idea of, oh, we're going to pay people's college debt off. And most people thought it was a joke. This is why I didn't pay mine off. Because I always thought that the way this country is going, it's all turning into a joke. So I'm like, for sure, this is going to happen. Don't know when, but it's going to happen. And now he opened the gates. And all these Democrats who kind of kept kicking down the road, oh, it's not our fault, oh, it's not the time yet, oh, it's this. Now it's staring them right in the face. And they're, you know, the, and I think the other in reason the they Mid-election as well. Exactly. So it puts them in a situation where they might not like it, but it's hard to, to go against it, potentially, because they're afraid to use the young vote. Because now what they don't have anything left, right? I, I think nobody likes them. Or especially him. Apparently the young vote, apparently this is one of the reasons because in the young demographic he's like lost he's lost a lot of the initial support that he had in the young demographic so they're they're he's trying to do it to, to, to aim it at i mean look he's buying votes I, that's all it is I, I i think i think generally it's actually very unfair because i think that it's really i, I was having a discussion actually with it with my mum and some other people like I think it's really unfair that, you know, the person that's working in the Ford factory plant and the, the and the, sorry, Spark is Australian saying, the electricians and plumbers and yeah. guys that are holding signs on the roads. Like, so their taxes 
instead of getting it to hospitals or whatever it would be, they're now going to some, you know, almond sipping latte drinking person and I don't know, San Diego, wherever the unis are. They don't care. Also, it's also just like we've seen time and time again when this happens with subsidies and everything else. If they go down the path of saying we're going to pay ten thousand dollars. The, the unis or the colleges, as you call them, are just going to increase their fees for whatever the government does. So it's this it's this point where it's just the American system, from our point of view, is completely insane. Because so for to put it into perspective for Australia, uh, the hardest thing for us is is to get marks into into what we like finance or whatever. Um, you can actually get into a lower course and then study your ass off for the first year and then transfer into law or commerce or whatever. Yeah. But our ours is ours is a is a is a loan from the government that's tied to inflation. So and and you don't pay if if you don't earn over I forgot if it's forty or fifty grand, you don't pay anything back. Mm-hmm. So so it's like they're like, well you don't earn enough, then don't worry about it. So traditionally, traditionally the loans, uh, whilst there's the, the the argument over free education, they weren't too hectic, you know. Um, I think I was at university for five six years. Um, I did the I did the equivalent of like uh, about four degrees, mm. uh, and then the whole thing cost me thirty two thousand Aussie. Now, of that 32,000 Aussie, about half of that was I did two honours simultaneously in two courses. Mm-hmm. So that was like 15, 16 grand because I had to hire a professor at, you know, $100, $100 an hour or whatever it is that they earn. I had to hire him full time to sit down every couple of days and go through my atrocious grammar. So it was relatively affordable for, for Australians. Um, but when you look at America, it's like, Freaking hell, you know. I was reading about how Cortez has got a couple of hundred grand and everyone else is like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars debt. Yeah. It's like, it's just meant, it's just mental the amount of money that people owe on their debts for just learning. Yep. And if you, how many people in America are going to be earning like 120, 150 grand a year other than Wall Street and some tech dude in Silicon Valley? In order to pay it off, like they're indebted for decades. Yep. Yep. If they really cared, they would go after the colleges. And I, I'm really so like, I'm just waiting for the day that the whole college system bites the bullet. It's just there's so many stupid degrees that cost so much money. They they have the colleges themselves have so much money, all these endowment funds, all the all these tax free ways they get out of paying. It's just for, they're not they're not doing any favors for anybody. They're just they're there to make money practically. And they are. They make so much money. And then the solution is, yeah, the for whatever reason, the like, why doesn't the government go after the, the private institutions and say, you know, what you're doing is ridiculous. Like you have all this like start taxing all their endowment funds. Right? Are these new IRS agents to go after the endowment funds of colleges? Probably not. But they don't want to do that. I don't know why they. They're going after the Amish mate. You know, he's 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 been running the cash. He's been running the cash business for too long. 
off yeah. the system and the grid. It's such it's such it's it's such bullshit. Uh, but of course, if I could take advantage of it, I'm gonna because if 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 it's all gonna if it's all gonna hit the can, I I might as well just you know I'm gonna I'm gonna end up in the same place anyway. So if I can get a little bit of benefit out of it, I'm gonna try. Which is exactly like I said. I didn't. I didn't feel like paying off. I had friends actually who already paid off their loans entirely, and I was like, I wouldn't have done that. Like with the way they're talking, I'm like, why would you bother? It's going to happen. It's going to eventually happen. And all this is is them buying votes, trying to make it look like they're doing things because they really haven't. I mean, there's nothing to be happy about. So this, they think they can at least get the college students to be happy. The colleges don't care. It's no skin off their teeth, right? And I mean, most of the people who they're probably donating to them anywhere, these college, like, you know, liberal college professors and all these other things. So the colleges stay safe. They keep getting their campaign donations. They get their bullshit honorary degrees from all these schools that they love to go to and give their little speeches for the graduating class. And they think they're so popular. And it's just it's a whole fucking joke. It's such a joke. It's such a joke. And and like. I don't know. Like I, I don't understand how it how it got how it how it got to this how it got to this point. I think the one I think the one good thing about the colleges though is a lot of them are in more um rural or rust belt or, you know, down south areas. So it provides a lot of jobs um for, you know, towns and smaller cities and that sort of thing, you know. Okay, but sure, is, they it, have is, the... is it Pennsylvania? Isn't that one of their main things now? It's just Philadelphia yeah. colleges and Pittsburgh, yeah, actually both cities, yeah, yeah, because all the all the industry, all the industry, pretty much, pretty much left. So a lot of their economy is based off of colleges. But I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm going to stick up for the colleges. Uh, look, there's there's some like universe, like let's say University of Pittsburgh, right? That school's at least last time I was looking at it, but this was years ago. wasn't like horribly expensive, but it's not cheap, right? It's not cheap. Penn State also not horribly expensive, but not cheap. But do you have do you have like similar to us in Australia where you can go to a university and then you pay back the government and it's just tied to inflation? No, you have government loans. Um, then they have like some floating, some fixed rate. Um, and then if you're in a state, if you're from the state and you go to that state school, you also get like a discount. Um at least that's how it worked when I applied. I don't know what it is anymore. Like, yeah, I know if you go to, like, Penn sad. State and you're from Pennsylvania, the tuition's cheaper. You go to State University in New York, you're from New York, the tuition's cheaper. Then you get, like, some, you know, some probably some scholarship money that they give. And then you get some, uh, you get the private loans. And then, okay, maybe by the end of it, you know, if you're smart, you maybe won't be so, so in, so in debt. Um so it brings us to a final question then. Do you think that the education should be free, university education? I think it depends. I think you can go two ways. You can go education is free like it is now up until you're 18. And then it becomes a very rigid selection process in who gets free education. Right? So then it's like, okay, if you get really high test scores, you're like top of the class, you're this, 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 we'll send you to a school and you can study what you like. And of course you put preference on engineering, you know, sciences, mathematics. Um, of course the, the, the other part mm -hmm. issue with that is the fact that it's, you know, if it's not a private school, it's a public school. And that means it's government run, which means it could be very political. 
But that's why I think if there's no right answer, I think all you can do is try to actually rein the colleges. Like, I think if you rein the colleges in now, went after them for the bullshit moves they pull, like how they love to raise tuition whenever the government gives subsidies, like guaranteed support, then they raise tuition and all these tax-free and all these other endowment funds they have. Go after all that, right? And start holding them accountable. Because without doing that, they, they just won't, run it like though, mate, because They won't because they're ideologically, ideologically the same. You know, it's well, sure. like they're in the same, they're in the same fucking, you know, jacuzzi to get the mate. You're not going to go start knifing the people there. Yeah. Well, indoctrination. Well, well, then you're fucked. Then there's nothing you can do, right? Then it has to just fall apart naturally, which I think it, it will. I mean, I think it will eventually start. I think with the way college is getting now with how expensive it is, I don't know how, like, if you as a kid, like, like maybe if you said one generation ago where, you know, you could choose not to go to college and you could work in a factory and you were able to buy a house, a car, maybe even a vacation, like there's guys who didn't go to college, have a vacation home even in U.S., right? Those good times are over. That's done. You don't get that much money anymore. There's no pension funds. There's none of that, you know, magic, magic juice anymore. Now you have people who can't even move out of their parents' home. Then maybe they finally get a kid and they finally just able to afford a place and the kid's like, oh, I want to go to, I want to go to school. And uh, I want you to pay this much. And it's like, shit, they probably can't afford it anymore. Right? You're, you're, getting, you're getting a generation of people where they're, everyone's just getting poorer and poorer. College is getting more expensive. And if the kid wants to take a loan out for the rest of his life, then okay, so be it. That's his call. Right? I had a, look, I had a friend. He was smart, though. Right? He was really smart. And he went into engineering. He had to take out private loans because his, you know, he had some... Uh, uh, Parents can only do so much, so he had to go take private loans, which was much higher interest because the banks fucking love fucking students over on that too, right? They royally fuck you. It's like, oh, you're an at-risk lendee, so here's a really high interest rate. Of course, he came out. He's making good money, so I don't know if he's paid everything off, but I'm, I'm sure he's fine. But you imagine, like, I, I don't think you're going to have a situation anymore where you could be, like, a complete dumbass and think, oh, I want to go to the, you know, University of fucking it, what, and then uh, go drinking for four years, get some bullshit degree, come out, make no money, pay off loans, but my parents footed half the fucking bill. I also Sorry. think that there needs to there needs to be more emphasis on um, on on skills and and like trades and mechanics and and that sort of stuff. I mean, even when back when I was at uni, which is Oh, I mean, it's more than 15 years ago now. Um, so this got sort of 17, 18 years ago. The the professors and, and whatever were saying, look, we're, we're standing here. These kids turn 18 and then they're all pushed into university. They're all pushed into courses. They're all basically told that, you know, you, you, you're a failure if you're not getting your university degrees. And so what's happened is... There's a couple of punters that end up going on the tools for a reason. And in Australia, it's it's a very weird thing because in Australia, the tradies make as much as the white-collar workers, if not at times more. But they make really good money yeah. and they can charge whatever they want. Yep. And you've got this complete surplus of um, art, arts and accountants and engineers and, and even like tech dudes, you know. So there's this surplus of university graduates that 
that end up like not fully utilising what it was. So I'm sure that in America it'd be it'd be the same as well. So um, America I think that, has, I think people uh, need to actually have a genuine, honest uh, discussion within the society. Now, look, some societies there is thing on education, right? Like I know from my parents, and I mentioned it before, my old man was like, look, even if you're going to be a garbage collector, A, you're going to be the most educated garbage collector, and B, you're going to own a fleet of garbage trucks, <laughs> you know? But but no one's really having these discussions or, or promotions. It's just trying to just put them into the college system or university system, and everyone's all fucking gun-ho about it, but you're really fucking the country up. There's only so many people you can have doing white-collar jobs. You need blue-collar workers, you know? So, anyway, that's my two pence. When, when, when you say educated, I, I don't know. Going to college doesn't make you educated, you know? Educated in the sense of, of, of the, the, the diplomas. Yeah, that's all, uh, it's all junk, it's dude. It's all, it's all bullshit. You know how many idiots I know who have diplomas? They're... Freaking morons, but they have the Bro, you know the amount of people that I know that are, that are highly educated with university degrees and, you know, vote for climate change and have got absolutely no fucking clue about it at all and they've not even looked at it one meaning. You, and you're like, you're an educated person of reasoning. Wouldn't the first thing you do when you, you, you exercise your vote in democracy would be to analyse, look, read, learn, and then have, have a have a viewpoint climate change is an example from my head right? but that applies to everything there's it's an oxymoron but there's educated fucking idiots everywhere i, I wouldn't even call them educated i would just say in in they're just indoctrinated and not i'm not saying they're indoctrinated in a certain political belief even what i'm saying is that they're they're just indoctrinated in the belief that i have to agree with whatever the authority figure tells me otherwise i'm not going to pass and you carry that through your whole childhood, right? Like even now in US, you try to argue with some professors, you know, who knows, who knows, right? Some take, you know, you, you it, it's better if you don't have the same opinion as them. You're, it's better to keep it to yourself and just toe the line and, you know, just write what they want you to write. But I think some people kind of get caught up in it and they're like, oh, well, I whenever I do what they say, good things happen. So I must always do what the people in charge say, because then I get good grades. I get, you know, I get all these good things. And oh, now I'm a voting citizen and the people in charge are telling me that this is good. So, you know, now that's what they do. And they say, OK, I'm going to go along with that. And then the whole idea of getting people to want to do blue collar jobs. Dude, I've been hearing that since I was probably 18 years old. I haven't seen anything fucking change. Nothing. There's always these pushes to get people to go for blue collar jobs. And it, it's it'll never it'll never work because you have them as little kids always growing up. You're always being prepped for college. They're always talking about college. Nobody talks about blue collar jobs and everybody wants to be some rich. Well, OK, at least back then people wanted to be like rich ass bankers and shit. Now everybody wants to be a rich ass fucking TikTok Influencer. star. Yeah. Which really requires no, like at least as a banker. You're either really fucking smart or you're a real piece of shit, but you're a really smart piece of shit, like a common sense, like sly fox kind of piece of shit. And you can't learn that kind of stuff. So you had some, you know, you had some drive for something which was cut, quite cutthroat. But now everybody's like, oh, I want to go be a, you know, I'm going to go be on YouTube and I'm going to get a million views and, and people are just going to like me for my my personality and my my self of sense worth. 
when really you're just a waste of space and oxygen and you shouldn't even exist because your ambition is disgusting. And that's what well, we're you being tell me filled what you up really with feel. now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, I don't remember who said it once, but it's something like you can tell him, you can tell the worth of a man's soul by his ambition. And if mm. you're telling me your ambition, like you're is a kid, right? I'm not even saying now. Like if you told me, hey, Tony, you could go be a fucking influencer and make 500 grand a year, I'd say, yeah, fuck it. And I would go do, I would go do that. But as a kid, I never like that. Never even crossed my mind. I watched YouTube as a kid. I didn't care. I didn't even think about being a YouTuber. That never crossed my mind once. When I was a kid, I had a lot of other things I wanted to be. Right? Never a YouTuber. Never an influencer. You know, I never even hit the whole idea of I wanted to be a banker until I was probably like nineteen, and that didn't even turn out right with what I'm doing now. But it's like, well. It makes you feel any better. I actually did a commerce degree major in finance and I was geared to go into because my dad was building houses for all the hedge fund guys. Yeah. You know, like the bankers and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So went in, ready to go, got all the contacts. I was on the tools on their sites, they all knew me. Yep. When the time comes, Jimmy, you know, come uh we'll come come we'll give you a job. Global financial crisis hit, mate. Fucking wiped it all out. I ended up getting my first job in the pub with my mate because I couldn't find work. That's nice. That's not wrong with that. And he goes, he goes, he goes, <laughs> he goes, all right. I go, mate, I go, mate, I'm I'm down on my luck, bro. I've just done five, six years of uni. I can't find a job. He goes, what do what what would you do? I said, mate, I don't care. Fuck, I'll deliver, I'll deliver the post, I'll work in a warehouse. I just I just need to earn some bucks, bro. Yeah. He goes, Oh, leave it with me. So the next day he goes, I got you a job in human resources. And I was like, me in human resources? And he goes, look, I know it's crazy because you're a wild fuck. <laughs> but he goes, job's a job. So I ended up working in HR and then ended up doing some other stuff for a German manufacturing company. Oh, nice. Before I went into, into shipping in the current profession. Uh, yeah. That's how I bought it. <laughs> then uh, down at the pub, I was there was about three drugs in there. It was maybe starting to get a little bit emotional. <laughs> uh, Anyway, I've got about eight and a half minutes left. So uh, the other the other thing that I was watching was uh, speaking of TikTok. What do you think about the whole uh, Andrew Tate, um, who who apparently now is being googled more than Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump? But what do you think about the whole saga of him getting banned and who the fuck is he? And... Who, who is well, this? this? I gotta Andrew look it up. Now. I apologize for the quicken. Andrew Tate. Like your like yeah, that. Yeah, T A T E. So I'll, I'll fill you in on it, right? All right, fill so me Andrew in. Give me the scoop. Andrew Tate was this guy who um who was accused of um well, he apparently he said that rape victims must bear responsibility for their attacks. He dates women eighteen to nineteen because he can make an imprint on them. Yeah, he says, and he's oh, like the women belong at home and and the men's property. And he's very, like, macho, macho, macho man. It's actually a really great song. But anyway, um, no, it is. Like, the intro is awesome as well. And he uh, has, uh, he had, what, 11.6 times he was checked on TikTok. And he had this huge, huge following uh, of men, uh, young men. 
And he was banned for being basically misogynistic and everything like that. But right. what did he say? Like, what was the like? I'm I'm looking at it now. Okay, they're just saying he talked about like men's rights and stuff. But like, what like what things right victims must bear responsibility for their attacks was the was the crux, which oh, for me God. is like fucking disgusting. It's like, bro, like what the fine fuck. Um. So I that I had that impression in my head, and then you know. You know, and I do watch. I watch. I watch the left media and I watch the right media. So on uh, the old Tucker Carlson, he appeared, mm. and I've got to admit, like very well spoken, articulate. Um, didn't come across. I just thought he was going to be this kickboxing lunatic and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about when you get banned, how quickly it has. But the one thing that he did raise in it. Which I think is very interesting, is that that a lot of men, in particular men that are heterosexual, feel like in today's society that they just slip through the cracks and no one pays attention for because they're on social media, they don't have that many people following them, they try to go into a girl's DM, they don't get any answers, they try to put their best profile up on Tinder, they don't get anything. You know, they go to the nightclub, they might not mm. be confident there is not that. Mm. Um, and everything is is an online service. Uh, and then you've got, on top of that, whether they're left or they're right or, you know, po- political. And and uh, one could argue um, that they have to question sexuality constantly as well. So I found that to be a really interesting point. Whilst I... Last from what I've heard, the guy sounds like a complete dickhead. I think that that's a very interesting avenue. And he was like, well, these are the people that are following me because they're feeling empowered because I'm channeling channeling in to, I guess, some of their age, and I'm showing them it's all right to be a heteromasculine guy with fast cars, guns, and women and everything like that. But You know what? I'm going to say I read yeah. some of the tweets. I think I had this, I had this conversation with my girlfriend. I think we spoke about one of the tweets he wrote. I don't remember. But I, I have to say, uh, this one about Harvey Weinstein, secondly, this is what he wrote, quote, secondly, Harvey Creep, obviously, but women have been exchanging sex for opportunity for a long time. Some did this, weren't abused. 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I do not believe that every girl that came out and said, oh, Harvey Weinstein did this to me, I think they knew exactly what they did. Some maybe, right? There was that one girl who said she went up but, to the room. But, he but, came out there with his fucking dingling hanging out. And she's like, I'm not doing this. Turned out, walked away. And she said, I never made it in my movie career after that because of this situation. Right? I, well, that's fucked. Yeah. But I believe her. I don't remember who that was. But then you have other women. I'm sure they were happy. But then what about, what about men? Do you think that men, do you think that men are feeling under, under represented? The general average Joe bloke, and that he's he's drifting towards oh, I can't call it extremism, but he, he that there's that, that you've got a generation of men now that are lost that feel like that they're sure. voiceless. Well, dude, okay. Going through today, you hear all these things, right? Women's issues, trans issues, gay issues, LBGTQA plus issues. Um, I don't know what other kind of fucking issues there are. Many issues. When's the last time you heard like something really being done about men's issues, right? Like mental health issues and 
and this exact idea. N never, right? Actually, because we're kind of told that when we're growing up, we shouldn't be showing any kind of those kind of issues. But it, if you're now in a different kind of room, especially now where they blame everything, they're like, oh, women have issues because of straight men, right? Oh, there's issues in the trans community. They don't blame it mostly on women. They usually say, oh, it's like uh, cisgender men, right? It, it's always kind of pointing at them and saying, oh, it's your fault, your fault, your fault, your fault. Even, you know, maybe not pointing, but kind of alluding to the fact that for whatever reason, it's something to do with, with men who are straight. And then and they also, have all of this I, pent up. I, I don't know what emotions are built from that because I didn't grow like I, I didn't grow up as a kid in that kind of situation. Now I see it and I just don't care what they say because I just think they're all loonies anyway. But if you're a kid growing up and who knows what they say in school. Right. And if you tell a little kid something that, oh, you know, a little girl that, oh, we got to go like women's rights and they're still oppressing you. And it's and it's the patriarchy. Dude, they're, they're kids. They don't know any better. And they might really latch on to that and start going after another little kid for that. And then you grow up in this toxic ass and like they say toxic masculinity. Like I think it's being bred from other toxicity and they don't know how to channel it because nobody cares about, you know, their their shit. Right. No one like no one ever gives a fuck about it. So it's like, OK, yeah, I, it's understandable. And I think it's also very difficult because there's so much um, deemed perfection on uh, Instagram and social media that. Uh, you're constantly comparing yourself with other people and, you know, you, if you have a couple of hundred followers or 2,000 followers and, you know, you're comparing yourself, I don't know, DJ Khaled or whomever, uh, you sort of feel like your, your life's a bit meaningless and you're, in, and you're insufficient and, and you're not up to par. So, yeah, yeah like I said, I, I, the interview that I saw with Andrew Tate is, is well spoken. I, I completely disagree with what's to unfold, what he's, he's said, but I think that there's a genuine uh, avenue that I think that needs to be explored and maybe done in a future podcast about, you know, what's what's the state of the average? You know, I guess you can't say average, but what's what's the state of, of, of the young hetero bloke coming through uh, coming through these days? Anyway, mate, listen a minute. So, uh, final words for you, brother. Uh, yeah, nothing. I, I I read some of the stuff he said. Okay, he could have worded some of the stuff better, but. I understand why he has a lot a large following, I think. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, we'll uh, leave it to the Twitter trolls. Who rooted the guru, buddy? <laughs> yeah, all right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> bye. bye.